Oh, well, hi, y'all. It's that horror podcast, Dead and Lovely, with me, Paula Dean. Oh, my gosh, it's me, Daniel Dave Lewis, Methodist <laughs> oh, Daniel actor. Dave. Oh, no, Daniel Dave Lewis, the Methodist actor. I Not just you want again. you to know that last time I was on here and you interviewed me, and I don't know where that other fella was, uh, somebody <laughs> said I sound like Paula Dean. And listen here. Bit. Now, I yes, I do love her. She is a queen. <laughs> but mm-hmm. cup of all. But let me tell you this: she's a Baptist. <laughs> Can you imagine oh. trying to oh. act against a Baptist? As if, as if. Oh man, as a Methodist actor, there's oh, no buddy. way that would happen. Yeah, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> oh. It's the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with your host, with the most, is me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. Daniel Dave Lewis barged in here and pushed me out of my chair. Oh man, dude, he's intrusive like that. He isn't is. He? <laughs> and uh, we are here today to be talking about a creeps how also. Creeps, creeps how, how also. also. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, if you just want to get straight onto the movie review, there's a timestamp waiting for you down yep. in the podcast right description. But as usual, before we do, we're going to shoot the shit, talk about what we've been watching, and all that other good stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, skip ahead if you want to. Steve, I feel like it has been at least 48 hours since we did this. <laughs> yeah. 48, maybe. The entire time I was watching 48 hours, too. I was just like, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, why not, mm-hmm. man? Why not? Yeah, it's been a while since we've done this. We're doubling up here again because I've got some uh, some adventures that are ensuing next week, which I'm uh, very excited about. I'll tell all you guys about that on the next episode, oh, I yeah. am sure. But, man, I'll tell you what. like It's been a month of two days, you know? <laughs> yes. It hasn't it's felt been nonstop. like uh, only two days because I, I spent so much time like working on this episode that it just felt like time dilation. Um, Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> that so time weird. it just don't slow down, man. No. Plus, I, I know you've been watching that new Monsters trailer on repeat because you're so excited about it, right? <laughs> no, it looks so bad, dude. I'm intrigued by how bad it looks. Honestly, I do. I'm going to watch. It. I'm not like going to the theater or whatever, but I am going no. to watch it as soon as possible because, man, I I I, I think it could be good bad not not like intentionally bad but like fun bad it's possible it's possible it's possible mm-hmm. i will leave that out there man as yeah. a very slim possibility like yeah. watching the trailer it just seems like a bunch of super cringe i'm trying to make this bad and silly and campy on purpose but i'm trying way too hard to do it right yeah uh, yeah it's not i, mean, I hope not i'm surprised yeah but I, again i i you know Growing up, I was I liked Adam's Family a lot. I watched the Munsters a lot on, on repeat too, and, and liked it. But I, mm-hmm. I was much more of an Adam's Family guy. Um, I I always thought Munsters was just silly, campy, and just kind of like like they would have the weirdest problems, and it was also like oh, and also some monster stuff, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, perhaps a Dracula, if yeah, you will. Who knows? <laughs> but like I I. I don't have like the deepest connection to it, so I'm I'm open to it being silly, campy, and fun. But it do, it didn't look it didn't look necessarily good. And I, I'm going to give it every chance in the world. I've I've seen uh, all of Rob Zombie's movies, so might as well keep keep it up, right? But 
Ugh, he does yeah, you don't want to damage that pristine record you've got going here <laughs> with uh, Bobby Zed's flicks, I his body seen, of work. You know what? I haven't seen El Superbisto, his animated thing. I haven't seen that. I didn't even know that existed, really? Yeah, it was an animated huh. thing. I think the main character was voiced by comedian Tom Papa. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, I, I hope that it's okay. The uh, The sound mix is, is just horrible. That's something that I'm like, that was a mm, deliberate yeah. choice to make the sound like really shitty. <laughs> and I don't know why. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's one of those trailers. Because like, I, I feel like Hollywood has kind of figured this out. That if you release a bad trailer, you still get the engagement. In fact, you probably get more engagement. Let's refer to it as the Sonic strategy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you, you get more engagement by people being like hating it and then talking about how stupid it is and making memes about it and then all that. Like you get a lot of engagement, so that then maybe you can like show a new like better trailer and everybody's like, oh, okay, because everybody's gonna watch it because they're you know wanting more memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's hmm. what they're doing, but I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll find out about it. I, I don't have high hopes, but we will find out. Um, I'll tell you something that I did watch last night that was campy and funny and silly as shit, and I fucking loved it. Okay. It's that new dang old Thor, a loave and a thunder. Yeah, okay. Dude, we just kind of on impulse went and saw it last night, and it is a fucking delight. Dude, like... There was multiple times that I had tears in my eyes laughing. Okay. Awesome. Uh, at the same time, dudes, there was some stuff in there that was metal as fuck. Like, all the stuff with Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, what yeah. the fuck, uh-huh. is insanely sick. He is one of the best Marvel villains we've had yet, awesome. for fucking sure, man. For sure. I am I mean, I'm excited for it. I, I like Taika Waititi. I, I don't know why the internet's kind of turning on him. Um, I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I think the guy is a, a fucking treasure, and I think that he really understands how to treat this property where, yeah, you're dealing with Norse gods walking around on Earth doing normal mortal shit. It's got to be silly as shit. It has to be. Yeah, I, I can't... I mean, if people if people are having trouble with the gods being shown as silly and, and whatnot, that, that's weird because that's... I mean, there are obviously a lot of very serious Thor storylines, but if if you look to the mythology and you look to a lot of Thor throughout the time, he's always been a little campy, silly, over the top. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a Some god. foolishness. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's gonna drink a lot and and you know uh, do stupid shit because he can. They uh, lean full into stupid on this. I've seen great. some people complaining, saying that, like, oh, the humor was really forced, blah, blah, blah. I, I just thought that it was fucking hilarious. Like, Taika Waititi, him and, like, the Coen brothers write the best dumb characters. They they write <laughs> dumb better yeah. than anybody. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi's whole thing is he just kind of writes everybody as kind of a moron. And yeah. it makes Love it, it so fucking fun <laughs> to watch. I'll tell you, though, honestly, the thing about the movie that I think I liked the most is especially in comparison to the past couple Marvel movies that I've watched from the post Endgames games era. So like black widow, yeah. far from home, mm-hmm. uh, into the multiverse, or, well, sorry, multiverse of madness. Yeah. This one is just a standalone one shot story. That's nice. You don't have to do homework to enjoy it. You don't have to have seen the fucking 
18 Disney series that premiered this month to understand what's <laughs> going on. It doesn't really reach out into the greater MCU in any way. It is just a standalone fun fucking story. Just like picking up like a really great issue of a comic that you yeah. can go back to and read out of sequence again and again. Like you don't have to watch Thor one, two, three to enjoy this. You can just sit down and watch this and on its own. The same way you do with like guardians or the first iron man. Uh huh. Like I don't want to watch Avengers two on its own. I want to watch the other ones leading up to it. You I know wonder what I mean? if they're using it to start a secondary storyline. Um, because they they definitely did that with with Guardians, where they mm-hmm. introduced all the space stuff to make room for us to understand like Thanos and and all the other things that were kind of teased up to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if what they're doing is is, is initiating a, a, a full new storyline that's going to then come together with all the other stuff. Because I mean, the end of the Eternals was like. Oh my gosh! What the fuck is gonna happen? Um, still haven't watched it. Oh, you yeah, haven't seen that one. I no. know. I know people just didn't get into it. I, I liked it. Um, but like, there, there's so many like things that they've been kind of tying in that are huge for like cosmic Marvel stuff. And I, I wonder if cool. like they were just wanting a good standalone story as like a, a platform then to then get into all of that more deeply. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of stuff, and there are some of those like celestial characters that get introduced in this. Okay, so yes, celestials are, are introduced in yeah. um in uh, fucking the Eternals. So okay, yeah. So then it is tied in a little bit. But dude, it's it's just a blast. It is cool. so fucking fun. The uh, the visuals in the movie are absolutely fantastic. I'm sure you've seen some of the character yeah, design for yeah. Gore and like all the weird like desaturated like black and white stuff. All the yeah. scenes with him and the battles and all that. It's it's fantastic. Seriously, That's I cool. I really really enjoyed it. And you know I, I see people complaining that it's just like oh what did it do? What's it building towards? Uh, where's the scrolls or secret <laughs> whatever? Secret wars. Yeah. And it's like yeah. It's like. Well, it doesn't have to be that every single fucking thing in the MCU ties into everything else. It will, As I though. said before, I don't have time to watch all this shit, man. <laughs> Just give me a fun story, and that's exactly what this did. Yeah. Uh, I really look forward to you watching it. I think that you'll yeah. love it. Yeah, I, I think I think it will all tie in. And, like, yes, even Secret Wars is definitely going to happen. The scrolls are already, like, have been shown. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's, that's going to happen, but then, like... You know, there are other alien races out there. Maybe they're trying to introduce them as well. Like they have the Kree, which would be heavily involved mm-hmm. with the X Men. So, like, I, sure, I'm, I'm assuming they'll get there at some point. And then, like, yeah, there, there's there's all sorts of stuff that we, you know, they could get into, and to just have a nice story that you could just sit down and watch and feel like, ah, this is a nice rest, just a, a good fun time. It's a smart idea because, as you said, like. People kind of have fallen off a little with like Shang Chi and the Eternals and stuff like that, where it's like just all this new stuff and whatnot, and you're you're wondering where it's building to. It's nice to just have uh, a rest point where it's like, well, this yep. is just going to be fun. Here's some stuff that'll probably be involved, but really we're just focusing on the fun. Yep, that's exactly what it's good for, man. Cool. Uh, watch something less fun the other night after we recorded a <laughs> show, man. I watched the uh, the montage of Heck, that Kurt Cobain documentary that came oh, out a couple okay. of years ago. I haven't seen it. Man, it was one of those ones that I wanted to watch it as soon as it came out, and I just put it off, put it off, put it off, and we decided to watch it the other night. 
it is uh it is extremely well done there's so much footage and stuff in there that i have never seen before like early live shows like recordings from kurt's like little tape recorder he used to record ideas on like uh-huh. you know like the genesis of songs that you've heard your entire life it plays little snippets of it and it's also incorporated in with some really neat um animated stuff based on like little doodles and his journals and all this oh cool it was it was really cool, man. It was very 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 well done. Also, just crushingly depressing, man. I uh, I did not allow myself for that like Bob's Burgers bumper at the end of the night to have something to like cheer up after I watched it. Uh, it is it's pretty crushing, man. It's pretty crushing. Damn. There's definitely some footage in there that uh, I have never seen of, you know, Kurt with his newborn daughter Francis clearly just strung out as fuck on heroin just yeah. looking pale as a sheet super thin like nodding off while holding his baby it's it's rough to watch man it's really 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 very hard to watch left me feeling pretty fucking bad after i watched it frankly so wow. if you proceed to watch that one yeah leave yourself a little pick me up time afterwards you're going to need it but it was really good <laughs> All right. I'll have to be in a very specific mindset to watch that, I guess. You do. Yeah, Yeah, you have to be in a very specific mood. But again, incredibly well done. Super insightful about the the life and mind of that tortured artist. And, uh, you know, the only other thing that I think that we watched last week is that new Father of the Bride. Oh, okay. Which is weirdly good. All right. I was shocked. Like, I was not anticipating fucking anything out of it. And it's a solid, you know, Saturday afternoon, Sunday brunch kind of flick. Okay. It was uh, surprising. Where's it at? Where's it streaming? I think we watched it on the Hobo Max. Okay. Hobo Max. All right. Check that out. Uh-huh. I liked uh, Father of the Bride as a kid. I liked Steve well, Martin yeah. movies in general as of a course. kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this one is pretty much the same story. A couple a little bit more modern updates. Uh, definitely some stuff in there that's just like, oh, my God, boomer shit. You know what I mean? But <laughs> they, they play out like the boomer shit. They play out the uh, the younger people, the millennial shit in there, too. It's pretty fair to everybody. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I was very surprised. Cool. All right. Worth a check out. What are you going uh, Speaking of Bob's Burgers, I watched the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, tight. Yeah, I saw it's like streaming now, I think on yeah. Hulu or something, right? It's on Hulu and HBO Max, and um, yeah, watched it and really enjoyed it. It's of course uh, like a long Bob's Burgers episode. So It yeah, is. Very I'm not going to say that it's like 10 times funnier than any episode you've ever seen or no, anything like that. It's I just like, they, no, it's just a longer Bob's Burgers episode. Yeah, it's they fun. put a little more into the animation, maybe. Um, yeah. But no, nothing, nothing too fancy. Just a solid Bob's Burgers story. So that was cool. Um, yep. Also, rewatched Talladega Nights the other night. <laughs> it has been so long since I watched that fucking movie, dude. How's Boy. it hold up? Is it still fucking awesome? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. It is still awesome. I mean, like, uh, I watched Anchorman not long ago, and yeah. it, was, it was cool, you know, rewatching Anchorman and being like, man, how did they, like, because so much of what they were doing was improv and whatnot. It's like, how did they just not constantly be cracking up? And the answer is, of course they were, but you know, not all the time because they were good improvisers. So watching Talladega nights, it's like, they like even tighter, like it, because you have, uh, you have 
Sasha Baron Cohen, who is known for not breaking character at all. Oh, um, yeah. And then you also have John C. Riley, who is, you know, legit, like, great actor aside from being hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like it elevated Will Ferrell's game, and everybody is just like, fucking going at it like it's so funny and and like i had i had forgotten so many great things in there such as if you don't chew big red fuck you fuck you yeah i'm too drunk to taste this chicken (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to do with my hands (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's great i loved it so man i need to watch it again man what's it on right now Uh, i believe it's on hulu that's why like it it just popped up as like you know a new new on hulu or whatever and i was like fuck that movie is so funny i want to watch it now i want to watch step brothers because will ferrell are just so perfect together tough to beat man tough to beat yeah i'll have to have to sniff that one out and give that a watch because it has Mm -hmm. been way too long you know something interesting has been going on this week um uh or not just this week in the past few weeks so Emily listens to music while she studies mm-hmm. and um, she, she had always been like, you know, finding those things on YouTube that are like music to study to or whatever. Um, and it would just put her to sleep. Uh, and then like, she would try to listen to stuff that she knows. And it's like, well, then she gets distracted because she wants to sing along or whatever. Totally. So she was like, what can I listen to? That will not distract me because I can't understand the lyrics, but will keep me from falling asleep. And she was like, probably metal, right? So she started listening to Death Clock while she studies. (laughs) (laughs) She's listening to the Metalocalypse Death Clock albums while studying for her nursing classes. And I think it's the raddest thing (laughs) Well, that's pretty rad, man. Yeah. I, I get that because I also get really distracted while listening to stuff and trying to, to work. It's like, yeah. it's the fucking, it's the ADHD. It's also like the, the synesthesia really yeah. gets in the way. Yep. That really gets in the way when I'm listening to music, Yeah, trying to do anything else. So I totally get that. Like I've found that my go-to, if I'm doing something, like let's say I'm doing my taxes or something annoying like that. Yeah. Uh, and I need to focus, but not be too distracted. But I also just don't want dead air. Calm Trues is my go-to. Oh yeah, it's like you know, kind of synth wave, vapor wave, uh-huh. instrumental. It's all like mid-tempo, really chill stuff. Yeah, uh, I found that that really works well for me. I'm gonna give you some recommendations too, though. If you're uh, you know grinding on some really brutal stuff uh-huh. where you can't understand any of the fucking lyrics, there's this like new wave of american death metal going on right now and it's seriously about to hit like a breaking point where i think this stuff is about to fucking blow up okay Um, i i kind of see it as a reaction to the way that so much stuff in metal for the past decade has become this super processed super produced you know everything is like over engineered kind of sounding stuff everything's overly technical overly polished there's no anger left anymore Meanwhile, we have some of these new bands that are hitting the scene right now that are like guys in their early 20s that are doing some straight up fucking brutal stuff. And dude, they're like recording live. They're recording without a metronome. Hmm. They're doing like old school shit. Right. But it's being recorded with modern gear and technique. So it sounds really good. It doesn't sound like a super dated, you know like early, I don't know, Cannibal Corpse album or Dissection album or something. It's it's fucking awesome, man. I've gotten really hooked on these two bands. One of them is called Undeath. 
Okay, undead. They're from New York, yeah. They've got some really just super fun, super riffy stuff. The the lyrics when you read them are just ridiculous. It's just like gross and brutal for the sake of being gross and brutal. Yeah. Uh, really fun. I love that band, as well as uh, 200 Stab Wounds. Oh, that's a bunch. <laughs> Dude, that's a whole gaggle of them. That's a gob of Stab Wounds, if I've ever heard one. Dude, listen to that band. Listen to the song Skin Milk. Skin and let that milk. get real good to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so just pissed and brutal and raw, man. Like, I feel like this stuff is doing to metal what, like, let's say, you know, Nirvana did to the super polished glam scene that was yeah. going on in the late 80s, early 90s. It's just like, oh, back to reality. Here's some raw stuff. But it's also still really fun. It's really, really, really fun stuff. So if you need unintelligible and you want some new stuff, try those two bands out. I I can't imagine what people in their early twenties have to rage about. Nah, not uh, much really. I got it made, dude. They, I mean, they got Facebook. They've grown up, you know, in just like the best economy, just all the best stuff, and it's going somewhere for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely will get to retire nicely, live a, a wonderful life, well into their. 80s or 90s, I imagine. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, man. Back when we were kids in school, we didn't have none of those, uh, you know, armed shooter drills in school. We were just left to fend for ourselves. Yeah, yeah we didn't you know. have none of those weeks to stay home at a time because there's a global plague going on. Yeah, we didn't boy. get none of that stuff. Yeah, so easy for the kids these days. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. What do they have to be angry about anyway? Yeah, no, I, I can. S- I can see why a whole heavy metal wave would come out over the next de- decade. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably so, man. Um, I mean, you know, maybe they're just getting all these terrible, vile ideas from comic books and video games, probably, if I was to guess. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Hey, at least... Probably gotta be it. This movie has a message about that, at the very least, right? It. You know what? This movie is... It is, of all the movies I have ever seen, it is one of them, isn't yep. it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's certainly it's something a movie. Uh, we did the original Creep Show back in the day, B in the D, as I like to say on the podcast. We did that a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was a couple of years ago. And it's a treat. It's a treasure. It is great. I mean, there's there's the a good reason why. of all time. Yeah, it's revered as like mm-hmm. kind of the penultimate horror anthology movie. It's the one that everybody else bases the shit on. And uh, this one is, you know what? Uh, cat's out of the bag. It's not nearly as good. No. In fact, it's it's not very good. It's not very good at all, no. Yeah. No. Like, I think I have said on the show in the past multiple times where I was like, oh, yeah, Creepshow 2 is still pretty good. It's got the raft. It's got some fun stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I believe I have just watched Creepshow 2 one time uh, up to now. <laughs> Yeah. Years ago. It yeah. was also before I had ever seen the original. Ooh. So I didn't really know what I was missing out on or how good it should have been. Because mm-hmm. this movie, dude, I'll tell you, it's one of those ones that left me going, I should have watched that instead of this. Ooh. You know what I mean? I you do feel know that way about mean. something? I do feel that way about things sometimes. Maybe we talk about some watch that, not this, in the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. Woo! Yeah, this movie's not very good. I feel no. like your time could be spent watching better versions of these same stories sure. elsewhere. Yeah. Like, what do you think about when you're thinking about, like, maybe I want to watch a horror tale 
about the Native Americans. Maybe there's a movie that oh, okay. has that strong Native American presence that yeah. is not played by a white guy in a shitty wig. Right, and doesn't portray uh, Native Americans as the villain or the monster. Yeah, right. yeah. We're yeah. like simpering up to white people and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something else you could watch. Yeah, there is. Uh, Blood Quantum came out uh, a couple years ago. T- 2019. Yeah, it's, um, it's a zombie apocalypse movie uh and it, it it's about a zombie apocalypse on a reservation so that's cool that's yeah. a cool premise i've never heard of that before dude i i think i think people should definitely see it it's a really solid uh like zombie apocalypse type of thing got a lot of cool kills and things and and a good story it, it's on shutter or it was I, I it still might be um but yeah it, that that one's definitely uh what you should be watching rather than old Chief Woodenhead, I would say. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more sensitive handling of the subject matter than what we had in this one? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a made by a Native American director, I believe. Pretty positive. It's a good start. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I would highly recommend Blood Quantum over, over old Chief Woodenhead. All right. Well, that's a solid start right there. Now, let's say that I was in the mood, as I often am, Mm -hmm. to watch a movie where people is getting melted. You know? (laughs) I'm like, oh, I could just watch The Raft and Creep Show 2 and watch somebody get melted. But then I'd also have to watch some completely tacked on rape stuff for for no reason. reason. Maybe I want to skip that and just get straight on to the Melton. What do you got on uh, on deck here for me to check out instead? Wow, the 1988 Blob is that's a going to give you all the Melton you need, plus be a really good movie. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it. The Raft is the most solid segment in this, uh, and yeah. accepting that one bit that doesn't Ooh. need to happen, no, uh, is is really good. But the the Blob 1988, I mean, fuck. It's it, fucking we did awesome, it dude. Earlier this year, it is a blast. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I was like, how have I not seen this movie yet, yeah. dude? Like, the thing about, you know, melt movies uh-huh. that I like the most, well, it's hard to say like the most, but affects me the most is whenever it really shows just the brutality of how horrible it would be to be instantly melted yeah. by a substance. Yeah, Holy dying shit, man. from the outside. Like, so you're going to feel it all the way to the point where it makes you start bleeding out. Like, either that or you're going to die from just pure uh, shock. shock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's bad. Yes. And um, <laughs> I mean, there's movies like Street Trash and stuff like that that are pretty unsavory, right. but I would say The Blob keeps it pretty savory. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, <laughs> have we savory seen movie. other melty people? Uh, the th- That cop in uh, Psycho Gorman, he gets pretty melty. He gets pretty melty. That one dude in damn RoboCop. That guy gets oh, the damn. fuck melted at yes. him. RoboCop is the place to go for a melt. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of melts in it, but the melts that are there are really, really, really solid. good. Actually, uh, they're not solid. They're very melty. <laughs> they're very goopy. <laughs> yeah. Very loose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're looking for uh, a, a something that's say a nature horror where it's just a, a naturally occurring event that 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 is is killing people doesn't really have like a you know a motive or anything except to eat the happening. <laughs> right. Well, they, they have a motive. They're getting rid of people because they're destroying the planet. 
Uh, oh, okay. Yes, but but uh, Sea Fever is a, a good one where you know uh, the 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 killing thing is not doing it because it hates humans or whatever. It's just doing it because they're food. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good movie. Not like my favorite, but no, no, it's but right. it's, it's better than this. Uh, not yeah. better than this. Sorry, no. <laughs> I don't know where I'd put it. Hmm. Yeah, all the hmm. se- all the attempted sex in Sea Fever is consensual. So, so that's better. That does help there. <laughs> now, what about if I wanted to watch a movie similar to The Hitchhiker? What maybe features one person who is hiking a hitch? And what do you think I should maybe watch instead? Haunting a particular driver. You Perhaps. might watch The Hitcher. Oh, nineteen and eighty-five. Oh. Rutgers so not Howard. the one with Scene Bean, huh? No, not the one with Scene Bean. Um, I I haven't <laughs> watched that one. I assume it's it's not as good. There's um, no way it's as good. Yeah, there's no way that Sean Bean is bringing what Rutger Hauer brought to that role. Even though Sean Bean is a great actor. Yeah, he's great. But man, yeah. Rutger, damn, he brought the fucking intensity to that thing. I yeah. love that movie. I think that movie is fucking incredible. Yeah. Just bleak, awesome soundtrack. Oh, that's another thing. A lot better soundtrack than the Hitchhiker. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. We, yeah, the that soundtrack. silly we, ass shit. We're going to talk about it, but it fucking, yes. The soundtrack in The Hitcher fits the tone and mood. <laughs> Where is the soundtrack? In, well, we'll talk about whether it fits Maybe. the tone and mood. Maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little confusing, but yeah, overall, you're going to be a lot better off watching The Hitcher than The Hitchhiker, I just, might say. Just a little uh, fun addition if you're looking for a movie about people trying to cover up a horrific crime uh, and uh, might, uh, you know, we're going to talk about whether there's a comical tone to The Hitchhiker, but has a, a, a very clear comical tone. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Not, hey, have a good time with that not one. Not a huh? horror movie, but man. I, Maybe I watched have that fun with so that many times as a kid. Have you? How many times have you seen it? Uh, it's been a long time ago. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, it, it like it is chaos in a lot of ways. Like it is, but the thing is, as a kid, I loved it because it is exactly how a kid would imagine. Like if they had the free time, what they would do. Other than mm-hmm. you know Christina Applegate getting a job, that's weird. <laughs> All the other kids are doing the fun shit. I'll toss out another recommendation too. If you watched the uh, the Hitchhiker in this, which is about somebody trying to conceal a murder, and you're like, "That was fine, but it didn't make me feel bad enough." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I would recommend watching Mean Creek. Oh fuck! How about that one? Jesus. How about that as a fucking heavy hitter? That'll make you feel like shit. Really good, dude. Though. That movie. Good God. Yeah. It is stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super dark times also that's, a, that's another one well, i don't oh, know yeah, what we're talking, talking about, about that one. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> feel bad to make you feel bad yeah <laughs> but you know what maybe i just really like um that animation style that we have around the wraparound segment of this mm. movie and i'm like but you know it's not very good and the animation sucks maybe there's something <laughs> else i could watch instead maybe like my idea was uh maybe check out the spine of night that's a pretty cool kind of fantasy horror this. animated flick yeah, yeah you yeah. definitely should man yeah i i i don't know what is stopping me because it's it's on shutter i also need to watch that mad god um i hear like that's nuts thing. dude yeah but I, yeah i haven't i haven't seen either of those but i, I do think like 
the vibe of that kind of gave me vibes of like Monster House or you know other things like that. They're not necessarily horror, but are way yeah. better animation and and better storytelling. Sure. How about yeah. that? Huh? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also thought of if you're look, just looking for good like horrific animation. Uh, I I know there are probably a ton of good like anime horror movies. Uh, I just don't know them. But yeah, when I think about like horrific animation, I think of Salad Fingers <laughs> all the Dude, time. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get creeped out pretty fucking hard Fuck, off of that. Yes, thing. you are. The animation will creep you out. The events will creep you out. The sound, sound design. Will creep you out. Yeah, Oof. it is. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. You you're gonna want to take a bath after you after yes. watch that stuff right there. But I do also love it, so I do recommend it. That's a good one, man. And just overall, man, there's there's so many horror anthologies. I would just say to watch instead. I mean, instead obviously, this, it's just like, yeah. yeah, watch the fucking original creep show. Yes, watch infinitely the better original. Um, you know, uh, watch Tales from the Dark Side. It uh, came out a couple of years after this. Fucking better. Uh, Way better. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, there's uh, there's all sorts around this time. The Twilight Zone, uh, the movie, though mm. it has a very negative uh, uh, connection because of what happened in the the Vietnam War sequences. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that when we do that. But that, yeah, I mean, if you're just looking one. for a good '80s horror anthology, there are several out there that are way better than this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely so, man. This is a this is a pretty weak movie, man. The step down from Volume One to Volume Two here, yeah. Uh, dude, and it's hard not to like compare it to Creepshow One. I mean, I want to look at this as its own movie and rate right. it on its own merits and demerits. But it's just like, dude, the the first Creepshow, you had five segments that were all really varied. You uh-huh. it was directed by George Romero. Yes, it had so much fun and variety, and it also had this really great, super stylized comic booky vibe to it. I it remember, did. yeah, whenever we watched it for the show. I think it was the first time I'd ever watched it all together, start to finish. Yeah. And there's all that awesome-ass framing stuff where, you know, it'd have a shot from the movie, then it'd turn into, like, a really stylized, like, all that crazy lighting and shit, like, yeah. in the, the section with the... Uh, the birthday. The dad and the birthday yeah. cake and yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. All Where's this wild, stylized shit that they had a lot of fun with and made it really comic booky. Mm-hmm. Uh, this they were like you know what the first one's such a big hit maybe we just do three things and we don't get Romero to direct it and we take a lot of that style out that'll help yeah they like I think they <laughs> lost the plot on what made the first one good they were like oh it's because it was Romero and King coming together and it's like well yes kind of but like also it was about the the whole feel of it it felt like a comic book it felt like each of these tales is something you could imagine being told in a comic book and they they don't overstay their welcome because there were five of them they got to the point quickly and that's the fun of horror anthology it is yes there's so many horror movies that we watch where like man that could be shorter this could be shorter this didn't need to be that long Horror anthologies are so fun because even if it's like a segment that you don't particularly love, uh, 15 minutes later, you're going to be watching something else anyway. Yeah. Whereas with this, every segment is, I mean, it's almost half an hour long. It's like a over 90 minute movie. Mm -hmm. So every one of these segments is probably 25 minutes or so. Yep. 
And they all feel super padded out, like they're just including a bunch of stuff that's only there to make it longer. And I don't know, man. It just really misses a lot of the charms of the first one pretty bad. And it's kind of surprising considering they had, what, five years in between to make this? The original was 82. This is 87. Yeah. I mean, they had had some time to work on it. I, I don't think that it was necessarily like, you know, because like... This is uh, this is King's heyday. Like tons of his movies were being, or tons of his books and short stories were being made into movies. Yeah, I, I, and like coming into this one, it feels like, well, yeah, you got to hold back your best stuff because that's going to make you millions, right? So like, sure, <laughs> you come in maybe with some weak shit, and that's that's the problem I think here is that the like the stories that they're based on. Uh, and uh, I know that like one is is actually a, a printed short story. I think the other two were just story ideas that King presented to Romero, and Romero fleshed them out. Um, mm-hmm. The stories are not his his a game, so you're not getting King. You're getting like you know uh, King at his worst. You're instead of getting you know full on cocaine King. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought th- out the paper plates for this one. They left <laughs> yes. the fine china at home. Yes. Um, and then also, like, uh, Day, Day of the Dead came out the next year, right? So I'm assuming Romero was probably more focused on that. Surely. Yeah. And then uh, you, you've got a director. This is his only feature-length film. Oh, but, really? Yeah, which he did a good job, I think. But, like, I, I think that the reception of this kind of hurt his potential for getting other movies. Well, yeah, I can yeah. kind of see why, man. I, yeah, I, I will say one thing that they they didn't skimp on, one thing that they did right is getting K&B on board. Well, okay. Uh, there's some so, great special effects stuff in this. Okay, so this is, all right, we talk about K&B all the time, and um, I, I feel like we should uh, go more in depth on what K&B is. Uh, KB Toy Store was a line of stores when we were kids. You could go to in the mall, Mm -hmm. overpay for the latest video games, get yourself a sock and bopper, and have a good time. (laughs) So KB is is the effects house started by Robert Kurtzman, Howard, uh, or Greg Nicotero, and Howard Berger. So the K is Kurtzman, the N, Nicotero, and the B, Berger, Howard Berger. I feel like such an absolute fucking moron because i just now put that together (laughs) i have no idea how i never realized that before especially considering how many times we've talked about kmb on the show i have somehow just now put that together wow i mean listen that's why i thought it would be a good idea to go into this because i i think we say kmb all the time and i i know uh listeners are probably just like yeah I, i don't know what that is so um we should talk about it because um, they're, you know, a powerhouse in the effects game. But at this point, KMB is not actually together. They all worked together on Evil Dead 2. They were all kind of like uh, Savini apprentices at, at a certain point. Um, so they, they learned a lot from Savini. They all worked together on Evil Dead 2. They, they got along and they were like, you know what? what you know, we could form a, an effects house together, uh, which they did the year after this and their first oh. movie was a movie we did recently intruder oh okay yeah, yeah. which has some great special effects absolutely in it. um so 
uh, Kurtzman actually didn't work on this one. So this is uh, Nicotero and Berger with Savini as a consultant. And they were working uh, originally under Ed French, uh, who eventually actually quit because the director kept turning to uh, Nicotero and Berger for, like, answers rather than the guy that was supposed to be in charge so oh damn yeah and he he's gone on to you know do a ton of amazing things and did a ton of amazing things before that so it it, you know no skin off his nose uh but it was kind of that's kind of the you know a moment for nick taron burger to be like hmm maybe we are the people that people should turn to like we maybe we do have the answers maybe we should be the ones people turn to so uh they they would eventually the next year uh, form K and B, which has gone on to make, you know, effects for some of the biggest stuff. Um, and most Got beloved so horror movies. Stuff, yeah. Like, yeah. Just an insane amount of stuff. And that's why, uh, you've heard us say K and B so many times. And if you didn't know who what the, that was, I, I have now informed you. Um, boom. Yeah. So they're, they're working on this Nick Taron burger and Savini is working as a consultant. Um, the, I, the, like uh what is his name not the creature the creep the creep the creep was originally supposed to the makeup was supposed to go on ed french but he had quit uh while they were filming the raft segment and so Uh, savini came in and was the creep i was wondering like why savini was the creep because it's not even his voice you don't see any of his uh attractive hunky face and mustache why would you put all that on top of savini and just put it on anybody else right because he wasn't supposed to be yeah, the he creep. Yeah, wasn't huh? supposed to be the creep. Yeah. All so, right. Who does the voice of the creep because that voice was so fucking familiar Joe, to me. Joe Silver? Um it, it is familiar. I don't know what else he's in. I didn't really check. Uh but I'll put Fuzzbeat on that. I'll need to look that up, dude. Oh yeah, he definitely had like one of those like very clear villainous voices that I I think was very recognizable and stuff. But yeah, I I I, I I think that um, the design of the creep in makeup and then the design and animation are so different. <laughs> like they they yeah. don't really match up. It's it's a weird no. choice. I think. Yeah, and honestly, like whenever the wraparound story kicks off and starts this movie off, it kind of gave me hope. So I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. This is kind of fun and comic booky. It's this small town. It's kind of dreary. You mm-hmm. got the creep rolling up in this truck. Uh, yeah. The makeup is pretty sick. It looks pretty damn good, man. Just a good ghoulish figure. And then it, it transitions into this animation style Yeah, that it made me happy to see that it was animated for a second. And then I was like, wait, but this animation style like sucks. It like I really me, don't like the animation. Yeah. It reminds me of a lot of 80s stuff, um, but to a cheaper degree, right? Like yeah. where it's, it's, but it's also a bit, it's more detailed, but in a, in a, a gross way like in a way yeah, that thanks i didn't need that yeah like <laughs> off-putting like i don't need to see all of the teeth individually like i don't yeah it looks weird it does it looks weird and that's why most animators didn't do that uh, and everybody looks like super squirmy and wiggly it's like they they thought yeah. that like oh if it's not constantly in motion in every frame people are gonna tell it's a cartoon <laughs> it's like yeah. well it's it's pretty okay to do that actually people don't have to just be like gyrating and squirming around all the fucking time it, it reminds me somewhat of dragon's lair like but yeah totally not as not as polished it feels like but it if, does have that like squirmy feel as it of does, dragon's lair yeah, yeah. 
But it, it feels like every third frame is missing. Something like, weird is going something on there, right? Something weird is going on with it, yeah. But I think that, you know, um, maybe maybe it was intentional to make people feel uncomfortable, you know, because it's supposed to be a horror movie. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I don't love it. I think it works well with the, um, like, the, the Venus flytrap looks cool, but all the humans are icky. Well, the thing about it that was weird to me, too, is that, okay, we have Tom Savini as, as the creep or whatever, but, like, on the box for Creep Show 2, you have that cool, like, kind of Grim Reaper-looking skeleton face guy. Yeah. Where's he? No idea. <laughs> What's like, he up what, to? What's going on there? Yeah, yeah, like who is that? Why isn't he in this movie? Why did they put him on the fucking poster? <laughs> yeah, I don't I get mean, it. Who knows? It, it seems like one of those things where maybe they were like, they they got the animators and they they were like, hey, can you like work up a poster for us? And they worked up the poster and then they were like, all right, so where's the animation? And the animator was like, oh fuck, we got to do that too. <laughs> right, dude. Real quick. <laughs> and the wraparound story itself is. I'm not going to say all that compelling. I mean, the kid meets the creep. The creep gives him some uh, creep show comics. And then the kid, you know, in Stephen King fashion, gets bullied by a group of street toughs. Yeah. And eventually lures them to their demise with some Venus flytraps that he has ordered from the back of the comic. Yeah. Do you That's think, about it. Do you think they bullied him because he read comics that dealt with subjects that no kid would be interested in? <laughs> Is that maybe like why they were beating him up? What do you mean, dude? You didn't, you know, love to read uh, comics about sordid affairs and <laughs> gigolos when you were a kid in the eighties. You know what? I I would definitely have watched that on Cinemax late at night, for sure. Sure. Silk yeah. stocking style, sure. For sure, but no, no, I would not have been interested in reading that comic. Uh, nor would I be very interested in reading the old Chief Woodenhead one, either. Seems yeah, to be let's talk about that. Politically well above a child's head, like what might be going on in that. This one right here, man, our opening segment... Uh, to the entire three-story anthology that we're dealing with here is a Native American tale told only through the kind well, and sensitive lens of an American 80s tale. movie. It's a white person exactly. tale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like told only as the sensitive 80s could do. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even think it is attempting to tell a Native American story. Our main characters are, are white people. I think it's, like, I, I really struggle with this one because, like, I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what Romero was trying to get at. Because I believe in Romero. Like, I believe he, he's, you know, going for a political message. Yeah, but yeah. He always looks in the social commentary. Yeah, yeah, what we have here is a racist caricature of a Native American, very likely made by a white person, who then gets imbued with powers... To do racist Native American caricature shit. Um, yeah. That's... And, and, and that's... Like, he's not the monster. The monster is the son uh, of the local tribe chief. Nephew, yeah, yeah. Our nephew of the local tribe chief, who is a white guy in red face. Okay, so that's <laughs> an aspect of this I didn't remember. Like, I remembered going into this that it was kind of boring. The statue guy looked pretty cool. Yeah, I does. did not remember that, like, 
it starts off in this dusty little town and it shows us like, hey, Native American actors, we have them. We have them here. Yep, definitely do. And then when they want to introduce the most important Native American character in the story, it's like, here's a white guy and Mm -hmm. a lot of bronzer and uh, it it looks like a share wig. I mean, I... Giving the ben, it does look like Sherry. Giving the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, um, at best, it is a warped '80s attempt to be like, well, we don't want it to be an actual Native American actor because we don't want Native Americans to be portrayed negatively. <laughs> I guess that's the best intentions you could get out of it. And, I suppose. By the way, speaking of intentions, that's what this is about thematically. It seems because there's the opening where the old couple are having their conversation and the the lady's like you know what are we gonna leave our grandkids uh they can't survive on good intentions and he says well there's worse things to inherit than good intentions good intentions built this country which means thematically or at least from from the perspective of the first protagonist we're introduced to that good intentions massacred native americans (laughs) What? Yeah, like, what are you getting at here? What are you saying? The best of intentions would not have been any of what built this country. Like, No? There were no good intentions in the building of this country. So, but it it is the... It it makes me think, like, I'm thinking of Romero. I'm thinking, like, I know he doesn't believe that. So, is this, like, this intentionally ironic like I don't know, and dude, that's what I was trying to figure out throughout this. Is you know, there's there's parts in here where you're like, oh man, that's some like very yeah stereotypical stuff towards Native Americans, and then when it got to the part where it was showing our our main bad guy Native American, and it's clearly just a white guy in red face. Yeah, yeah no, it's 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 fucking what's his name from uh, Mindhunter Holt Holt uh, yeah McCallany or whatever. Uh, and he's an amazing actor, but he's not yeah. Native American at all. No, and it got to that part, and I was like, wait, so, like, is this commentary in itself that we don't even respect Native Americans enough in this country to cast a Native American to be a Native American? Right. Like, I was like, is, is there subtext going on here, even the in the casting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, is this being deep like that? I don't think so. I don't but think I keep, it is. Yeah, I keep wanting to find something that like p- ties it all together but i feel like i feel like it is a lot of cocaine decisions i feel like it's also a lot of i don't really have time for this it's a sequel and we don't really care that much I, it'll make money because it's a sequel yeah um, i i feel like it really was just a lack of investment um it, it seems that way yeah so like what we get in this is um we we have uh, you know uh, this this couple uh, played by uh, George Kennedy uh, from Naked Gun. That's all Hell I ever yeah. think of him from. Yeah, uh, he's the, great. Yeah, the Spruces who are you know in this this town that is basically dead, um, and they don't they don't want to. She wants to move on, but he doesn't want to because he's he says he's taking a lot of profits out of the town. He wants to you know put put some back in. Uh, and, and really, when he says that, it's like wait, so. He says he's taken a lot of profits out of this town. Like, was he, was he gouging people? Like, was he, was he ever like worse? I guess. Like, is hmm. he, is he as an older man becoming a better person, but caused a whole bunch of damage in the town? 
like there's so many like subtext things where I'm like, what is going on here? Cause like, I also thought, is it, is it possible that Ben sent his nephew to steal that stuff? Like, cause Ben doesn't seem all broken up about it. He just no. goes back and grabs, or he just has his stuff and then he goes and sees the, the, uh, cigar store Indian, uh, which I, I hate having to call it that though. That is the term. Um, That's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. He, he sees that and just sort of nods. Like he's not very broken up about this. In fact, it seems like there, they should have left the town. Like, it's almost like the message of the thing is like, they really should have left the town. <laughs> they should have just left. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they're trying to say. And then you've also got, yeah, the, the nephew guy who is kind of selling out his culture and is just interested in going to Hollywood and becoming a star based off of his really shitty hair. Oh, man. What a weird... Like, who who wrote this? Who was like, you know what Hollywood loves? A man with hair. Dude, a man with fucking great hair. Dude, that's, that's the only reason I've become anything. because I got good hair. <laughs> He's so hung up on it. Dude, there's that line where he's like, do you know how many millions of women want this hair <laughs> between their legs or something? Yes. Like, what the fuck the are you talking between about? between their legs. And Running up and down their legs. And again, you are correct in that it is a bad share wig. Like, they didn't even bad. give him a good wig. So, like, is it a joke? I, I like, is he delusional? I mean, he is obviously delusional. In, in a lot of ways, but like, are we supposed to read him as delusional or is it just written badly so he comes off as delusional? I Well, I'm, he's got that fucking very likely gang of characters that he hangs out with right. that support him. So the rich makes kid sense. always wears gloves, of course. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. And then uh, uh, one of King's favorite tropes, a fat person. A fat person that's bad. bad. King's You're favorite. Bad and fat. Take that. <laughs> that like, You're fat because you eat all the time. Yeah, yeah. look at you. I, wa- like, I wonder, again, as I said, Romero like fleshed this idea out. Like The, the raft was, was fully written by Stephen King. I wonder if, like, I, just, I wonder if, if Stephen King was like, make sure one of them's fat, or if Romero did that. Yeah, really, right? Like, either way. King it's has a, weird... a history of fat phobia, man. They, he does. It's real weird. And, like, that, like, that, that's his defining characteristic. The character's name is Fatso. Yeah, that is his actual name. Yeah. I, and he he's obviously not bright, because when he goes to steal stuff, he steals an entire box of Bazooka Joe gum. Who Aww. needs that? What is he going to do with that? Is he going to, like, Ain't melt them down and uh, create, like, bricks out of them? That's where he gets his material from, dude. That's where he gets his jokes from. <laughs> it wasn't about the gum. It was about the material. I want to I want to read what that eye patch kid is up to. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that a thing though? Like I don't know. And it's it's definitely like an 80s thing. It's definitely a Stephen yeah, King thing. It is. Yep. It, but this like gang of characters, it just makes no sense that they would be like hanging out and perpetrating crimes. I mean, rich kid, like why are you involved in these crimes of robbery and stuff? You're rich. You don't need anything. You have a fucking sick What do you have like a Firebird or a Thunderbird yeah, or something? Yeah. Yeah, and and like also like yes, what you're saying is like 
they they're introducing reasons for us to question this, but then not giving any reason. Not following like, through. Yeah. yeah, like it would have been more interesting because, like, we see the rich kid like after they've robbed the store and killed the couple, we see the rich kid like sneaking out of his house. It would have like it would have been better, I think, if the rich kid had like come home and he has like this huge argument with his parents, and his parents are obviously like shitty to him or something, like. To give us some bit of explanation, like, oh, okay, I see why he's kind of rejected this life and, and wants to do something different or whatever. But no, it's just like, oh, no, he's just a rich kid who wears gloves all the time, and he gets killed. <laughs> That's about it. The kills are okay, though, I Absolutely, think. Like, they're not yeah. They're not amazing, but they're all right. You know, and, again, you could say they're maybe a little stereotypical. It's getting arrowed, getting tomahawked, and getting scalped. Yes, they are stereotypical, but they look good. Like he, you know, what whatever uh, Nick Darrow and Berger were asked to do, they did, and they did it well. So, I, yeah. you know, uh, the the also Old Chief Woodenhead looks really good. I mean, the the makeup. Yeah, of I was that gonna is, say is really good. I I do think that that's really cool. He has this like stiff, rubbery. Like this is def- definitely not a human that I'm looking at. This is some kind of inanimate object that has come right. alive. Like it's got that uncanny valley thing going for it. Yep. Which that I think does work, and it does yep. look pretty cool. It's kind of hard to be scared of him, exactly. I mean, I know that's the monster, but like in reality, he's, he's the not, hero. Yeah, like, he's the hero. He's the one <laughs> yeah. that kills the bad people, which is something that happens throughout this entire movie. It kind of makes it hard to be scared when you're like, go, monster, go. Kill the shitty people. <laughs> yeah. And see, it's not really the, horror, exactly. Here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm just editing this story a little bit, adjusting it a little bit. I think you could fix this if you recognize that Old Chief Woodenhead is the monster. That he uh-huh. is a totem of white racism. Like, if, Oh, okay. Like, if, if you then made the story that, where Old Chief Woodenhead is getting a revenge for a couple that actually was bad. Like, these were bad people who hurt the tribe around them. And the old Chief Woodenhead is this monster who is then, like, hunting down actual, like, good people. They robbed these people because of what they've done. Like, give us something to hold on to, but there's nothing. Like, everybody just kind of sucks. Yeah, pretty (laughs) much. Especially the music during this segment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is so after school special yeah. like really 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 phoned in soundtrack on this yep. the soundtrack just gets wackier and wackier as it the does. movie goes but it does yeah not not really great man there are also a couple of kills in this that are total no cells man that part where the gang is holding up the store yeah. and the guy has like a shotgun pointed point blank <laughs> yes. at the woman's side martha i think her name uh-huh, is yeah, martha. and pulls the trigger Dude, like she no sells the fuck out of that. <laughs> she just like, like I don't care how strong you are, a shotgun from that close is gonna knock you over. Uh, Dude. This woman is just like, nope, fucking take it. <laughs> I'm just gonna start leaking, but I'm not gonna fall over. Yeah, I that'll blow you across the room. That that fucking cleave you in twain if yeah, you got it, shot by a shotgun in your side at that close range. It would be v- at least viscera all over the place. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and, yeah. And then he does too. Like, he comes walking at him, gets shot, and then, like, takes another step toward him. <laughs> like, they both <laughs> no-sell it. Like, no big fucking deal. Shotgun. Oh, oh, I'm dead. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, those are a little bit weak, man. Like, this segment overall feels like something that we would have seen on an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Yes, and it would have been treated more uh, 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 respectfully, I bet, even. Probably. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. I, I think I don't know, you know man. It's uh, you said that the the uh, old chief woodenhead's not very scary, but as a kid he did scare me. Like I know he's not the monster, uh, but as a kid it was a scary like, just like because it, watching it now it's like oh I can tell that's a human in makeup instantly. But the first time I saw it I was a kid and it was like a statue just moved, and then mm-hmm. a statue was walking and a statue yeah, just yeah. screamed like. And a stat. Uh, the thing I think that really got me—that's always been, like, I think a real good moment in a horror movie—is when you have a big, strong, scary slasher monster, or whatever. When they rip through a wall and pull you through it, like that is badass. That is so oh, scary. Yeah. Like you're you've he not Kool-Aid safe anywhere. It. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I like that scene too. Whenever he is, uh, yeah, killing the uh, the fat guy. He's the one that gets arrowed. Yeah, uh, the editing there is really boring. funny. Uh-huh. You know, because it's like he gets hit by an arrow, and then it shows like the TV, and then he gets arrowed again, and it shows it shows an Iron Maiden poster on his wall. It does. It also shows the same nude photo at least twice. Yeah, just like a, a, <laughs> like, hey, here's a hot lady. Oh, cool. I, which I think is in his fridge. I think like yeah. the the porn stuff is in his refrigerator. It's, I. I don't know. I don't know what is <laughs> happening at that guy's house. Like he, he definitely though. Like that character got shafted. Like it, it is poorly <laughs> written. It, the kill's not even fun. It, the editing is so weird during it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the also the rich kid he gets killed in shadow, doesn't he? Like you yeah, don't even he does. see it. So yeah, the only yep. one we do see is the the killing of um of what's his name uh Sam. And that I one's guess great. So. That is a good kill. Yeah. It's not very good. I think this is no. overall my least favorite of the entire Yes, movie. and they started with it. Like, this yeah, could have, this yeah. should have been in the middle. It would improve the movie so much more to have the raft first, this in the middle, and then the hitchhiker last. I think so. Yeah. That is a pretty logical way to kind of set this yeah. up, man. Um, I do think that, yeah, what's his name from uh, Naked Gun? I think that he does a good job of, of being does, somebody yeah. in that, you know, kind of pumpkin head style dust yeah. bowl town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does a good job, but other than that, not a lot of redeeming qualities. A- again, maybe they're trying to do some social messaging with the, the red face actor in here, but God, I, I don't think I don't that think they so. are. Yeah, I don't think no. so. I think it's just racism. <laughs> So the raft is our second segment. This is the one that I was the most excited to watch because I remembered it being the coolest one. It's a and really, it yeah. really simple premise where it's yeah. just like, yeah, you've got some uh, some young people going out to have a swim at the old swimming hole. There, they they swim out to this thing. That's okay. It's not it's not a raft. It's a floating dock. Yeah, I don't know why they call it the raft. It is, yeah, yeah it is no a dock. Here. It's not moving. No. Yeah. And uh, then they are tormented by this blob thing that's floating around in the water that's yep. basically it and i remember it being like kind of mysterious and dark and like what the fuck is that thing there's no explanation and it just melts these kids very simple story but i remember yep. being excited to watch this one again but there was some there's some stuff in here i'd forgotten about steve yeah well i think your brain probably saved you from remembering the uh the sexual assault that occurs for no reason 
Like, yeah, why is that here? It okay. So, the original short story, they the same thing happens where they uh, like do you know stay up all night one watching while the other sleeps or whatever, and they're cuddling because it's cold or whatever, and then they have sex consensually. Um, and then while they're having sex, her hair gets into the water and the thing attaches to her hair and starts pulling her in and he pushes her off the, the dock into the water. So like there is a moment of him being despicable kind of, Hmm. uh, but he, it's also like the way I read it, it seems like, you know, he didn't have a choice and it was like, if I, you know, get her off the dock, maybe I can get away. Um, but this just, it's like. It shows the whole way that he clearly has a crush, even though he has this very cute redhead girlfriend for at least four years, they said. Yeah. Uh, he, he's crushing He gets on, over that quick. Yeah, he gets over that instantly. Like, she dies, and he doesn't say a word about it. That, what? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like uh, crushing on, on the brunette, and um, it, it doesn't make sense to make that change from consensual sex to sexual assault. It does. Well, especially considering that in the movie so far with our four kids, you know, we've got our, our two male leads. One is, uh, yeah, eventual rapist. I don't remember the names. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, so I don't we, remember. <laughs> uh, the eventual rapist, you say. His, uh, his name was what? Fuck. Michael? Yeah, again, yeah, I, I don't even know. There's him and there's and there's the Deke doc guy. Deke was the other guy. I remember that because it's... Uh, what is that name? Deke. Yeah. <laughs> other than a great name for someone to hate in an 80s movie. It's yeah. perfect. Or a French person trying to say dick. <laughs> Deke. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. But, like, that guy is clearly the more unlikable man. He's the one that's got the need for weed, which is something which I'm is so disappointed funny. I've never said. That's Hold entered on, my though. vocabulary now. That's Hold great. on, though. Yeah, that's the coolest thing he does in this is say, I yeah. got the need for weed, which is the Easily. first thing he does, and then everything else after that, downhill. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that immediately threatens to, like, beat his girlfriend yeah. up. Yeah. As soon as stuff starts going wrong, like he's clearly a terrible character, and our mm. other dude seems like he's more like, oh, you know, more sympathetic guys. We should watch out, girls. Get in here. This thing is coming after us. We, you know, we studied these oil slicks together for four years, and yeah. cleaned cleaned oil off of birds together. Like he seems like he's kind of the sensitive one, and then it's just turning into this fucking creep. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of it's nowhere. just so out of character. Like I feel like that was supposed to be something that Deke did to make us hate him more no. and kind of happy that he dies. This, I mean, this is a discussion we have to have where um, I think people forget how pervasive rape culture and sexual assault were. I mean, and still are, but were in the 80s. Like Even in can, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like Revenge of the Nerds ended with our protagonist raping the um girlfriend of the the jock and we're supposed to cheer for it and people did like yeah that was normal in the 80s and it is like i i do not think there's a message here except they were like uh anything it says they have consensual sex but like it would be easier if she was just laying still can uh you just i don't know Try to have sex with her while she's asleep, and it's like, yeah, okay, cool, no big deal. I'll do that. That's why not was a that the better somehow. idea? 
Like, yeah. I, I don't understand how, you know, again, if, if you want to put that in there to make you hate a character, then yeah, that makes, part- makes a hateable one do it. Not that that's a good reason to have that in a movie, but you're right. It's like, if the entire reason was to be like, oh, it's an 80s horror flick, let's have something titillating in here and show some skin, just make him have consensual sex. Yeah, she absolutely. I mean, obviously, she was willing to do a topless scene. Like, why can't she also be awake for it? I don't get it, man. Yeah. And, and again, it kind of like... I feel like the the entire thing had been building up some great tension up to that point. Yeah. And it was really disturbing, and there was a lot of tension uh, with them being trapped on this little floating dock and unable to swim away because this thing was just hovering around them. But then it's like, at that point, I'm like, all right, go, Raft, go. Fucking fuck this guy up. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I, I think, like... Yeah, again, like, if, if okay, so, like, he is, I, I mean, I know Deke is more despicable instantly, but, like, he is also despicable. As I said, again, he's entirely ignoring his girlfriend of four years um, to just crush on this other woman. Like, you can Maybe be cr- not a nice guy. Like, it's, it's not a big deal to be crushing on somebody when you're in a relationship. Like, that happens. But it is a big deal when you're treating the person you're in a relationship with like shit while you're crushing like just you're you're trying to move on i guess which would then make their like consensual sex scene uh, he he would be bad his girlfriend just died like i understand like maybe there's some like feelings there whatever but his girlfriend just died and he's already moved on like to me that would still work as like oh he sucks and then like her getting like caught up in in the thing like grabbing her hair or whatever and him just pushing her off the raft again you'd be like oh he fucking sucks so when he dies you'd be like good i'm glad um but you don't need the sexual assault you don't need it at all it's no. a bad call entirely no yeah, yeah like honestly you could just edit that what 45 seconds out yep just cut that out and yep. this entire thing would be so much better mm-hmm. um overall man and the thing about it is is there is some really cool stuff in here dude oh, like yeah, yeah, i see rest. a lot of people that criticize what the the blob thing looks like some oh, people man. are just like oh it just looks like a bunch of trash bags on the water i think sure. it looks cool sure it does but that looks gross and and the thing is it, it looks like like a colony of bacteria or something that yeah like just they've organized in some way and created this large acidic blob that just you know uh, ingest things and i i love that type of horror where the the thing that's trying to kill everybody doesn't it has no motive like it is just it's just a thing it kills yeah, that's it's like what jaws, it does yeah yeah like jaws. i gotta eat so yeah, I, I love the the way it looks. I I don't think that's a negative. Like when somebody says it's a looks like a tarp covered in in uh, bacteria or, or uh, fucking mold or something. It's like yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty gross. much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does look like those swarms of yeah, like algae or bacteria yeah. and stuff that colonize in the ocean. And dude, the way that it fucks those people up, oh, so is good, rad as shit. It yeah. is like this instant skin melt. Mm-hmm. But they're also, it's not like it's just like. You know, melting their skin and they're fizzling like they're covered in acid. They're also covered in this like oil goo shit that's yeah. like all mixed in with their blood uh-huh. and their fucking exposed tissue. Yeah. It's so nasty and it's fucking rad. It looks yeah. great. Yeah, that's again like Nick Taro, Burger, every all of the people working on this are fucking awesome. And so any any of the effects I have no problem with. They all look great. 
I, dude, I mean, I, even after that 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 rape scene, whenever she wakes up and like her face is being engulfed by the yeah. thing, and like everybody that gets hit by this shit says how painful it is. Like it hurts. It yeah. hurts. Make it stop. Like yeah. it seems excruciating. It's yep, it awesome, does. man. Yeah, I, I think this is by far the the best and, and a really good like anthology segment overall. Excepting the forty five seconds that could have just been cut. And yeah, just cut that anything. shit out. Yeah. No, uh-uh, no. I, I don't really understand the need for that. Mm-mm. I love whenever uh, Deke gets, like, folded up. Like, yes. he gets pulled in between the slats of the That's raft, so and his good. foot is, like, in his face. His, like, Ugh. class ring pops off and shit. That's rad. Oh, yeah, the class ring thing. I was like, man, class rings, that's a weird thing that, that can't possibly still be happening, right? I know, right? Like, I was wondering about that. I'm like, are I'm young a- people like, oh man, I gotta have this class yeah. ring? Because I, I graduated in '99, and at that point, I know like most people were still getting them, but it's it felt like, why is this hat? Like, that's how I felt at least. Like, why though? Like, I'm never yeah. going to wear this. W- w- where <laughs> would I wear this? <laughs> as a warning to others this yeah. guy is still stuck in high school exactly don't hang out with him yeah it does work that way because it's just like what the fuck are you like even a college class ring even if it was like for a phd i'd still be like listen you're you got the phd like what do you fuck what do you need a ring for Imagine if you're a person in your 20s or 30s and like you're at a bar and you're like hanging out with somebody you just met and you're like oh I see your ring right there. Did you go to high school? Wow. <laughs> well, yes, in fact, I did. I'd like to tell you about my high school days and how I was the king of school. <laughs> the king of school, they called him. Yeah. It there- is just like a huge flag that says, do not fuck this person. <laughs> there was Don't. an era where that actually, because like people didn't really move at all. Like, so if you were cool in high school, you could ride that wave the rest of your life until the people who knew you in high school died, right? Because <laughs> nobody's moving anywhere. Nobody's going to learn, like, oh, high school's not important in the least bit. Everybody's just well, staying before, in the same town. before, you know, the, the world changed. All society changed after that song, I Like to Move It, Move It, was released. Then people <laughs> are like, maybe I like to move it, and I just never have. Let's get the fuck out of this town. I like to then move it, Then they found out, it. I also like to move it, move it. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's considered hacky among movers to play that song in your commercial oh man yeah <laughs> oh that would be sick dude i just imagine a, a moving van pulling up to my house and it's just blaring i like, I like to, to move, move it move it, it. <laughs> <laughs> i love the, it i think the, it's fantastic the movers get out there just fucking dancing the whole way yeah they're grooving yeah. we like to move it move it <laughs> 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 They'd get my business, I'll tell you For that. For sure, yeah. Do you think that this has any kind of messages, maybe about like environmentalism? There's, I think there's talk possible. in this about, you know, like, oh, it's, it's an oil slick. We've studied these things. Well, he uh, says it's it, not It shows that little bird slick. get yeah. like sucked yeah. up by the thing early on. It's right, right. very reminiscent of all that footage that we used to see all the time of, yeah, little ducklings and stuff getting the oil all over mm, them from natural yeah. disasters. Like, is there an Exxon Valdez message going on here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was around this time, but I, I, I doubt it. Um, I think I think the Valdez was 
89 maybe but um okay i doubt it though no, I, I doubt it's connected to that though i do think it, it probably is connected because like they wouldn't bring up the oil spill thing and they wouldn't have you know the character having actual like environment experience yeah uh, experiment experience so uh yeah i think there probably is some attempt at like and you know that that's something like um like the there's that sign at the end that says do not swim so it's like this phenomenon is known to the the locals and and they avoid the place yeah so i i i wonder if like there's something about like nature preservation like nature preserving itself starting to fight back like you know the happening or something like that but um i yeah it's not fully explored but i think there's no. definitely something there well, it seems like there's there's some messaging there about, you know, these these young pothead kids that just want to have their fun and ignore the obvious problems that are yeah. around them. Yeah, that's there. Like, there's a little bit of a message there. And again, like, our, quote, good guy is the one kind of being like, guys, we should pay attention. This is right around us. It's coming for us right now. Yeah. And then he turns out to just be a shithead rapist like the, yeah. the messaging there gets really cloudy is it what really I'm saying. does if that didn't happen we would be cheering as he like got to the shore and then shocked when he dies rather than like i hope he gets eaten and then like oh yeah. good he does oh good he didn't get away i do love that last shot yeah. of that like tidal wave kind of like engulfing so him good. right as he's yeah. ashore i That's get why they dope, had man. to edit like cut to black there because like now you just have a tarp over a guy but like it looked so good, like right up to that fade to black. Oh yeah, yeah. And it would have been okay to watch that guy, you know, get fully fucking yeah, melted cool and ride around in pain. Yeah. That'd have been fine. Yep, absolutely. Probably the best segment, but still not, you know, not something I can give my seal of approval to. Just no, due to the, no, the topics we talked about. It's really it's solid, but needs some work. How about this hitchhiker? Our third segment. What a ripoff! It's just three segments, dude. <laughs> I actually think I mean this hit the the three segment thing could work really well if all three segments are good and tight and they're not trying to drag out to be a ninety minute movie, uh, which yeah. I think might have been going on a little bit. Um, the Hitchhiker I think is good. It is a good segment, um, but it also it, it has its issues that I just don't like, and I think one we definitely agree on is the way she's narrating everything. Dude, it's just like the laziest form yeah. of exposition possible. Where they're like, hmm, how could we show her inner monologue? Make it an outer monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really kingy in a way, because King will, will have that. But it, that works in the written word. Like, if I were reading this, I would not think another thing about the fact that she's saying all this out loud. I'm oh, yeah. Like, yeah well, we, we said that about many of King's things, where it's yeah. like, man, that worked on the page, but you put that word for word in a movie, yeah. and it just doesn't work. This is it totally doesn't. one of those things where you're right. It's like if it was just her in her car thinking about, like, oh, man, how am I going to explain to my husband why I'm late getting home? Yeah, you can read that on a page, and it works. But when it's just this woman in her car by herself, yeah, and she's even, like, doing voices and shit, like, making yep. up these reasons... I mean, and it just keeps going the whole time, dude. The whole time. I talk to myself all the time. Uh, yeah, I know tons too. of people talk to themselves all the time. And, like, I'll even do voices sometimes. But it's never as, like, tightly written as this. And that's the problem is that no one thinks 
that tightly to put it into words while talking to yourself out loud. Like, yeah, you, it's it's a much sloppier conversation talking to yourself. <laughs> I think she's is, good, is dude. Our point. She, well, maybe you just don't practice as much as she does, dude. Because yeah, she's just a damn yeah. self-talking machine. So maybe if you put in as much work into it as she does, maybe your dialogue would be better, dude. Maybe so. I mean, and she like here's the thing, like that character is introduced really well and then plays out really well. Like as a character, she is she's kind of amoral. Like she doesn't really she's not stuck on morality. She doesn't care that, you know, she's cheating on her husband. She just cares if he finds out cuz yeah. Then she loses, you know, all the things they have. Uh, well, and also she doesn't care that she mowed this guy down and left all. him for dead. She doesn't cares care. about being found out. Like yep. it and I feel like there's some interesting morality stuff at work there that they're trying to kind of play out where it's just like, "Oh, it's not even the crime." that matters it's the getting caught that matters yeah. and this is uh i mean that's a tighter more like recognizable sort of idea here of white privilege like that she is she is just extremely privileged person to the point that nothing matters to her aside from losing her privilege mm-hmm. and so i think there is like some interesting messaging in there and to to decide to make the hitchhiker black, which is clearly in the script, as Stephen King, as the truck driver, says he's some black guy. Um, yeah. They're in Maine, which is pointed out by her license plate. And uh, I saw somebody um, on Reddit actually uh, said, like, they, they did the research, and there were 500 black residents in Maine in the 1990s census so in all of maine in all of maine so choosing to make this character black is uh, intentional a choice yeah. yeah uh and and so i think then that it's like what we're watching is a privileged white woman uh breaking a black body over and over and over to the point where he looks absolutely inhuman yeah um, yeah just destroys him so much in the sake of not getting her own ass in trouble that they are completely dehumanized by that point. And like, I don't think that this is at all some kind of stretch. I mean, look at the way that fucking Tennessee politicians talk about the homeless. Yep. (laughs) Like, honestly, like I, I seriously think that these fuckers around here would just murder the homeless Oh, yeah. As long as I knew they could get away with it. I I, mean, I honestly think they would. Let's just side tangent on politics. They made uh, being homeless a felony in Tennessee. Guess what happens when you're a felon? You can't vote. Uh, Guess what happens when all the rent and, and all the houses are too expensive? A lot of people become homeless. Then you have an entire state where one of the senators, Marsha Blackburn, has a ton of investment in for profit prisons. You have an entire state filled. The prisons filled to the brim with people who will never be able to vote again and also are being used as slave labor. Mm, Wow. That can't all be connected, though. Can't all be connected. No way. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like this kind of class warfare that they're they're kind of dealing with and the lack of morality and the lack of humanization that they're kind of playing with here is on point. I think that if any of these really do have a deeper meaning that we're looking for, it is probably this one because they really do Mm -hmm. play up the fact that she has money. She's really tied up in it. Like everything that she's talking about is like 
all money related. Yeah. Even her own like uh, personal injuries. She's talking about how much it's going to cost to like fix that. She sees yeah. everything as fixable with money. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so you know, the more I talk about it, the more I think this is this is definitely the most solid story as a horror. Um, it, the horror is being being the hitchhiker, right? Like, I guess so. I don't yeah. care what happens to her. Yeah, because that's the thing is like I'm not watching this being like that poor woman. Nope. That ghost won't leave her alone. I'm like, good, great, yeah, excellent. And again, this continues the theme where it's just like the monsters aren't the monsters; it's yeah. the people that make the monsters that are the bad people. Which is maybe I mean maybe the whole like idea behind the because it does end on that quote about comic books and and how they're you know they don't you know make people bad or whatever. Like maybe it is trying to get at like the people that are the actual monsters are not the ones who look like monsters. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I, yeah, good. Good. That's a, that's an absolutely great, uh, takeaway. Uh, it definitely could have been clearer. I, I do think though that this, uh, in a way may get into comedy at a certain point because that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like one of those gags where, after doing it so many times it gets funny like where it's a thing that like it's not funny and then it's it's not funny and then it's not funny and that well now it's still and now he's now he's attached to the front of the hood going downhill okay, yeah this is where's he gonna be funny. next like yeah. is he gonna be like in her purse he's gonna pop right. up out of there like ghost shark <laughs> yes <laughs> it, it is that it's like ghost shark where it, i i mean i'm sure a ton of people haven't seen ghost shark but watch ghost shark it's uh, not a good movie but it is great in the fact that like the ghost shark can appear like in any water and you're like wait any water so like you keep thinking like <laughs> what's it gonna appear in next and that's kind of what it is where it's like where's it what's where's he gonna come from next and how like d- like beaten up and and bloody and stuff is he going to be the next time like I I think there's like some some and with the music specifically is what made me think that is that there's this Dude, like weird it's so ridiculous weird music being played in the background so is it like is this supposed to be in some way comedic like we're watching her destroy herself because the the hitchhiker's not actually there uh this is just her like conscience actually getting to her finally for once maybe i guess yeah but it, it's hard to he say kills her at the end so it, that's not the case <laughs> but you're right like the the tone in this is really it's really really weird for me because it is so one note over and over yeah thanks for the ride lady yes. like it's just that over and over and again and the guy is getting just progressively more and more fucking brutalized like yeah. he's such beaten to a pulp that by the end you can't even tell it's a black guy you he's can't just tell it's a human. blood and guts yeah it's yeah just he's just completely destroyed it's it's hard to watch like because the effects are really really good and this guy does look like he has just been absolutely annihilated but then it's yeah like him on the front of a car driving through the woods with this like goofy ass rick uh wakeman soundtrack going on that has like shredding guitar and like funky bass and yeah it's like how am i supposed to be feeling about this yeah. exactly and, and also like i mean i i guess in a way the theme would be or, or, or maybe the the idea would be like you know 
keep up your privileged lifestyle eventually it's going to catch up with you the people that you're you're harming are going to kill you like mm-hmm. uh maybe that's there mm, in a lot of ways i'm i like i i kept feeling like i feel like this is her conscience and the ending then makes that not work and then it's like okay then let's say it is it is a this magic ghoul type of uh, situation like was he magic before? <laughs> like, wh- if she had picked him up, what would have happened? Hmm. Is my question. Like, because if it's not her conscience, if at the end, like she she is has been killed by this uh, ghoul that is, has been uh, pursuing her after his death, um, what what would that mean, really? And I don't know, man. I, I think I think they're. It's a little muddy. It's a little mixed, but it's also probably the strongest um, of the three stories, like the strongest attempt at making a statement. Yeah, I think so too. Um, It it is a lot of just like, yeah, about 20 minutes of the same thing over and over though. Yeah, it is. So again, like if this was like the first creep show and it was five different things and this was only 15 minutes long. 15 would minutes would have been perfect. would have been yeah. perfect for this. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't need like a near half hour of this, right? No, we don't. It, it does. It just, it gets comical and I don't know if they intended it to get comical. And it, it's not even comical in like the fun way. It's comical in the like, your brain is like, what? Am yeah, I what were watching? they trying to say? What are they yeah. going for? <laughs> yeah, did they mean for this to be this way or yeah. not? Yeah. So I, I, it's not it's not terrible it's not terrible at all in fact it's good it's solid um not as good like horror wise as say a a big blobby thing in in a lake but i i also think i can't put myself in her position like i i can't feel scared for her because i don't care and it's not because she was cheating on her husband like you know whatever that's relationship stuff that's that's your own thing it's because she she hit a person and and drove off and doesn't seem phased by it like yeah, yeah. i don't care about her i just i will care. give this story bonus points and i just thought about this i'll give it bonus points especially considering some of the other topics that we talked about uh that were handled in this movie i'll give it a couple of bonus points for portraying a sex worker in a non-super skeezy fashion yeah i think i mean that's that's kind of some some white male privilege there but also like he he just seems like a a, a normal everyday dude who bones down for, for a living. In fact, yeah. they pay him by orgasm. That's how yeah. good he is. And he's not like super skeezy. He's not like in a damn drug den. He's in a really nice place. Yeah. Yeah, All right, I'm, so I'll at least give it bonus points for that. I'm sure yeah. if the roles were reversed and it was a guy visiting a woman, it, uh, she, he wouldn't have been visiting her. <laughs> she would yeah. be coming to him, right? Or yeah, it would be in it would like probably a back be alley scuzzy. or a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'll at least give it bonus points yeah, for that. That is good. I mean, uh, yeah. And it's got Stephen King in it. It does have Stephen King being goofy. Uh, not as goofy as, as the first one, Jordy Verrill. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he he's so, like, he he just has a good goofy face, and I think he knows that. Like, Oh, yeah. And he plays it up. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's really not that bad. It's just uh, a little bit too long. And uh, I, I say not that bad. It's really, it is good. It's too long. And and I uh, I would like it to 
either be comical or not comical. Like pick pick a choice. Have a tone. <laughs> yeah. And then when we have the wrap up with the entire uh wraparound story there where yeah, the the kid leads the bullies to this place where he's planted these giant Venus flytraps and they get eaten. Yeah. That's, Whatever. Um, and then at the end the yeah. creeper like uh <laughs> litters a lot. He does. So the creeper loves littering. I mean, the animation is a bunch of kids getting killed. So that is pretty yeah. brutal. Um but it's yeah, it doesn't have much of an impact, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh credits and that's about it on this one, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's not great. It's not it's not terrible as far as like I've I've seen some far worse anthologies, but yeah, yeah. I've seen a million more better anthologies, so I I more better, I said. Um and th- yeah, this is um yeah, I don't know, man. If I'm if I'm putting a a number on this, ah, fuck, it's like a three, three and a half, maybe. Where yeah, I, I I get some. I really I would say the makeup and you know effects in in general all fucking great. Um, yeah, that's uh, where all the points are coming from for me for sure. It's definitely not yeah soundtrack yeah. or pacing or anything like that. It's really it's really just based on the effects for me. I think all the actors are doing a great job. Um, yeah, especially what's her name by herself most of the time. Uh, the the lady in um, Annie uh, Lois Childs. Uh, Do you know who's originally supposed to play her part? Who? Goddamn Jeannie for my dream of Jeannie. Oh shit! Uh, Barbara, she was originally slated to play that. What's her yeah. name? Barbara fucking ah, I forgot. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. I actually would. I don't know. Like, I mean, this this lady, she's sexy. Like, she's 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 a hot lady. So, like, at first I wanted to like her. Uh, and then, of course, she's terrible. And then it's like, oh, well, I, I kind of get that, like, um, what's her name from uh, Hellraiser vibe, you know? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mrs. Just, Heat Miser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, well, she's, like, villainous. She's, like, over-the-top villainous in a way. But, no, she never reaches over-the-top villainous. She's just kind of she's just kind of cocky, I guess. But it, she plays it really well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the actors, all the actors are bringing it. the The makeup's good. Um, the The stories are they're the problem. I think is just they're they're lacking. Directing's the direction's not bad at all. Like for a guy who's this is his first feature length film, um, and and only feature length film, I believe. Um, he did a competent job. Sure, he did a very competent job, especially shooting the action of the the hitchhiker. Like that was a lot of action uh, stuff, especially the the going down the hill and hitting the tree and all that stuff well shot look great yep 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 i'm gonna go a little higher than you i'm gonna say four okay but i'm not in any kind of rush to like rewatch this yeah at, at any point honestly yeah. like if, if i want to watch a creep show i'm going to watch creep show. creep show yeah yeah you're always better off doing that instead i look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this flick over on our facebook group instagram page twitter page all the places that we are in social media, you guys can follow us using our Linktree page. Just look at Linktree Dead and Lovely. You'll find all the places to follow us. Hang out in our group on yeah. the Facebook. It's always a fucking good time over there. And uh, next week's episode is going to be a pick from our lovely and loyal Patreon supporters. That's Maybe right. you want to support this show on Patreon, huh? Maybe yeah, you do, go huh? On over to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, head on over there. Uh, throw a movie into the smoking bowl. Become a $5 patron. Blah, 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 etc. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have the, the Patreon drawing. And I'll ha- have the video up Friday or Saturday. 
uh, to let you know what we're we're doing. I'm excited because there's a lot of good stuff in there. So become a five dollar right. patron. Uh, drop drop your your uh, suggestion in the smoking bowl, or you know become a patron on any level. You get access to our um, what do you call them? Patreon exclusive episodes. Just had one on Stranger Things uh, four volume two. So head on over there and uh, help us out. And if you do it, we'll like you better. That's true. We will like you better. I, I like I like our patrons more than our non-patrons. I do. Like yeah. you know, I don't want to say I have favorites, but <laughs> they are my favorites. You know, actually, it's that. that uh, uh, I'm not going to say that because our non-patrons are lovely, wonderful people, and we actually, all right, got, they're fine too. Yeah, I got some messages from people who have been like, "Oh, I can't afford uh, patron stuff right now," and I get that because shit is bad. Like. I still like you just fine. That's still fine. like that's you just fine. fine. Yeah. Especially if you rate and review on uh, iTunes. Yeah, Podcast, that's a thing you can do. That's absolutely free. I don't cost a damn thing. Uh, also, you can hang out with your boys later on in the year for mm-hmm. our uh, our meetup that we're doing, our second yep. annual meetup we're going to be doing early November. Yeah, November 4th. <laughs> damn it, I got to get this. 4th, I think this. it was? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'll tell I think you. it's 4th. Yeah, the 4th. November 4th will be the main meetup. But of course, if you're coming in, in from Knoxville, out of town. Knoxville, Tennessee. Right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. If you're coming in from out of town. Uh, we'll be, we'll hang out Thursday night, have some drinks, have some food or whatever. Uh, and also we'll do some stuff on Saturday and, uh, maybe even Sunday morning before you head out. I, I will Look be out. with you all four days. Uh, but if you just want to show up for the meetup, which is actually just going to be Friday night, we will let you know exactly where we're meeting. I assume we'll probably end up eating, meeting at MOB cause it is just such an easy landmark for anyone to find. It is. It is. It's the heart of the old city in Knoxville, isn't it? It surely is. That will be a good time, and I look forward to seeing you guys then. And I look forward for you guys tuning in next week whenever we cover that Patreon submission. You guys have good taste, so I'm excited to check out whatever we draw out that smoking bowl. And I'll tell you guys all about my adventures that I'm fixing to go on there, too. So be sure to tune in next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I have been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. And we've been Dan Lovely. Catch you all later. So, Steve, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm what's called a tuber. A tuber? Like you you go down a river? Yeah, you know, I do some tubing. (laughs) I do some tubing. I float down that river. Right. Um, I also, when I'm not just a floating in my in my uh, in my raft there, I also make content and I pitch it to the internet. I pitch yeah. tent. You know gotcha. what I mean? On you the pitch tube. tent. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> now the thing about that is, is you know, a big part of this business is making the ideal thumbnail, that attractive looking image that lures people in right. and gets them to watch the video. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all about that thumbnail game. Yeah. But I was just thinking the other night about this. I'm not the only kind of content creator that there is out there because there's also people out there making, let's say, content that's fit for adult eyes in the pornographic industry, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I I understand. I'm over on RedTube pitching tents all the time. Just pitching tent left and right over there, man. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think that maybe in that world, if they don't already do this, they should do this? Do you think that they should call them cum nails? Yeah, I do. Because I do. Yeah. Yes. Cum nails. Cum nails. <laughs> I think you just saying that right now just kicked off somebody's fetish.
Like yeah, somebody probably. there, I was yeah. like, fuck, I'd like to come on some nails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 like the kind you build a house with or like fingernails? I, You know what? Dealer's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh. Yeah. Come nails, though. I'm with you. Yeah. it's All Listen, right. it's, a big, it's a big change, but I think they could get with it. You can't get in a business if you don't advertise. <laughs> it's true. You know? All right. Got to get that good come nail lure them in. <laughs> And porn rarely has good thumbnails as well, I've noticed. They like, need to work on this, man. They, they need do to work need on to it. work on this. And maybe the rebranding could, like, you know, refresh everybody's view on it. And they'll be like, I have mm. to make sure the, the cum nail is really good uh-huh. to draw people in. <laughs> <laughs> then we could get people, like, start working on their titles so that they're not all, like, anal ass backdoor and it's like, I mean, okay, I get where you're going there, but like, give that's me a little not, intrigue. Yeah, like, why don't you? Yeah, be like, uh, uh, Julie invites a friend over. Let's see what happens. Or like, I don't know. <laughs> like, but draw me in. Don't just like put it on Front Street. I, I want to figure out what's happening here. Like, oh, okay, yeah. She put what in his where? Yes, actually, yes. We need more YouTube type titles for uh, like. Porn. So, like, mm. the ones that are just like, you'll never guess what's number four or whatever. <laughs> you'll, you'll never, never guess, guess what's number 69. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'm telling you right now, any anybody out there who's uploading porn anywhere, like, uh, adopt cum nails and, <laughs> and start naming your titles like they're YouTube videos. You'll get some business. You will. Listen. You will. Listen to the pros. You're dead and lovely. 